the Michigan GT is coming at you. Greetings, gamers. Welcome to Episode 5 of the Michigan GT Podcast. With you tonight is me, Jeff. And I'm Rick. Rick, welcome to Episode 5, man. Five. So this is two weeks after the GT. Two. Yep, two weeks after. Uh, we are. This is officially uh, Episode 2 of Season 2. two yeah. You know, we're, we're, <laughs> we're getting... Uh, uh, what a shin deep into season two, kind of at this point. Yeah, maybe, I well, maybe ankle deep. I no, I think we are up into the shin because we have an email now. Oh, we do. Yes. Oh, how do you get a hold of us? Um, I don't remember what the actual email is because you got it. <laughs> it's uh, well, it's really complicated. Oh yeah, it's a podcast at Ooh. michigangt.com. Yep, there you go. So if there's any of you out there that want to get a hold of us, if there's something that you would like to share on the show, if you maybe even want to be a guest on the show, just throw us an email, like I said just a second ago, uh, podcast at michigangt.com, and we'll get back to you. Yeah, and that's a great way to tell us about your game, uh, an event that you got coming up that's going to lead to the GT next year. Yeah, yeah, we'd love to yep. promote uh, any and all of that here on oh, the podcast. Yeah. Uh, if you have something that you want us to you know, talk about, throw it out at us. We'll be happy to talk about it. Happy to share it on our Facebook page. You know, we'll oh, because we have there. one of those too. Now yeah, we do we? have one of those. Ooh. Yes, we do. We might so, be getting over that shit. Yeah, give us a like. <laughs> give us a like. Give us a follow, so you know, you can get all this valuable information that we're trying to throw out there about you know not only the Michigan GT but about all of the other events that also incorporate the games that are at the GT. Because what we're trying to do is we're really trying to build this this community. Yeah, it's, know, and, it's about the community and everybody. Cause, so there's a group of you guys that you're the main core of the GT. Right. But all of the players are so important to that piece. And each of these little games, like, this is for you guys. Yes. Everybody listening, this is for you guys. That's why we're doing it. Right. You know, yeah, it's... We're not getting rich off it, I can tell you. I can tell you that. Yeah, we might need to talk about it. my check was kind of small. Well, I told you you were gonna make exactly the same as I made. All right. Yeah. So tonight we got a couple interviews. We do. Yeah. We're gonna be joined by uh, Neil Duffy from Impending Duff uh, painting. And he's one of the awesome artists that contributed to the charity auction. Did those amazing nights. They're gorgeous. Yeah, we'll talk to him for a bit. Um, and he'll give us his actual official LCC name. Because <laughs> yeah, it's kind of long for one. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. And then uh, we're going to follow that up with an interview with uh, Jeremiah Grote. He is from the Horace Heresy Michigan group. Which is a really interesting way to play the game. As you said earlier, or during that, 30K Curious? 30 curious. 30 curious. Yes. That's what it is. 30 curious. <laughs> so, if yeah, if you uh, maybe have some uh, curiosity about the history of the 40K universe and uh, the horse heresy system is a very cool way to get into that. So, All right. Cool. Yeah. So, hang on in there. Uh, we're going to be right back, and we're going to be doing some dissecting the GT. So, hang on. And Here we go. We'll be right back. DGS Games makes Free Blades, an exciting fantasy skirmish game using beautiful 32mm fantasy miniatures, taking gamers on adventures in the world of Phalon. 15 factions, 24 scenarios, with new ones being added all the time, a campaign system, and a cooperative version provide the Free Blades player with endless gameplay possibilities. Learn all about Free Blades and the world of Phalon on our website, dgsgames.com. 
Welcome back, gamers. It's time to dissect the hobby. All right. Or actually, more like dissecting the GT. Excuse yeah. me. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's yeah, a hobby. It's kind of a hobby, too, but dissecting the GT. <laughs> so this is the segment where we break down the events that are going to be going on. Um, and we'll, right now, we're talking still about last GT yeah. rather than next GT. Um, I'm kind of envisioning the 2021 GT being the focus of probably the next half dozen. It's probably around that. Right? And then we'll... I mean, there might be some tidbits here and there about 22, but... Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But uh, we'll be uh, definitely digging into what happened at this last event. What either you participated in participated in as a listener or what you missed out on if you yep. weren't able to participate this year. So I, I really think that this year's GT was a fantastic event. I really think it... We... It kind of blew it out of the water, as far as yeah, I'm concerned. Yeah, we kind I of mean, did. I mean, say, I, I think we kind of hit it out of the park. You know, yeah. I, I don't know if it was a grand slam, but you know, at least. But it was a quick a solo shot, so it made it perfect. Yeah, it was at least a solo shot. Oh yeah, and uh, you know, we've gotten some really good responses from our attendees. Uh, I know we sent out a large segment of surveys this week to the 40k attendees. So are we going to do the, that kind of survey for the other game systems as well? We can. Um, yeah, um, we're totally open to doing so. We just got to, you know, get around to actually doing it. You know, the yeah. the 40K organizer, Bill, is the one who did the survey yeah. for his event, you know. <laughs> so he took the initiative and, and he started to get results pretty fast. Uh, I think he sent awesome. it out this morning and he's already got 50 results back. You know, yeah, it was it was one years. of those things that was posted on the GT. So I'm, I'm opening it like, oh, it's something I'm like. Wait, I didn't play in the 40K. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I can't, I can't do this. <laughs> Needs improvement. Needs improvement. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it'll be extremely interesting to you know read back everyone's written replies on. Yeah, those. definitely. You know, as far as like the yes no stuff, I I think it's it still gets you a good idea. Well into the ninety percent, you know, satisfied or very yeah. satisfied categories. So we're very pleased uh, to hear that people enjoyed themselves and, and got out of the event what they were hoping to get out of the event, which is great to hear. Oh, 100%. Like, and the great thing was, I mean, it was all, it was all done pretty fast. Like as far as getting the Lansing center for you guys. Oh, and it was extremely fast. We put this all together in three months. Yeah. So you know, which for us is a very, very short window. Kind of hard to not call that a grand slam really when it's done in three months. Yeah, well, good point. <laughs> yeah, good point. Yeah, everyone came together really well. Yeah, uh, super pleased. Uh, we had our our uh, post event meeting this week yep. with all the event organizers. I thought that went really well. We got some really good response from all the other event organizers. They had some really good suggestions, really good feedback, and like thought out feedback. It wasn't that oh oh yeah this could have been better. This could be better. Yeah, like it was yeah. no. It's like. This is something that our players really liked. Right. This is something that our players were like, yeah. Uh, and it was really good to hear that from other organizers that they're ready to do it again for next year. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot of excitement going forward. Uh, I really honestly think as awesome as 2021 was. 22 is going to be better. 22 is going to be better. That's the goal, right? Yep. The goal is to get better every year. Uh, we're definitely in position to do so. Uh, you know, oh, yeah. we're we're mapping things out. You know, we're going to be back at the Lansing Center next year. It's looking like we're going to be back there for years to come. That's awesome. Than just next year, uh, that's going to be ironed out here very soon. 
we'll have some dates to be officially announced here. I'm guessing within the next two weeks. Cool. So maybe, maybe on the next podcast. Maybe even, yeah, we might even be debuting it on the next podcast. All right, that I works might, for I me. might just hold it until then. <laughs> Uh, since I'm going to be the one signing the document, I, I think <laughs> that's I have, all you, yeah, Jeff. I have a little bit of control over those dates. Um, yeah, so yeah, looking forward to to really making this, you know, locked in. Yeah, uh, I think that gives us a lot more ability to, you know, create a, a better roadmap going yeah. forward. I, I guess is is a good way. Yeah, to a roadmap's a good. I, I mean, it's that. What are you looking to do? So obviously the the whole point of the GT is for the hobby and for all the players. Yep, we're there to run some tournaments and see some people and have a blast. Yes. Well, with the Michigan GT, the environment is perfect for that. Uh, for a non-40K, non-Age of Sigmar person, mm-hmm. there was, you felt the energy when you walked around to the tables. That's awesome. So when I got to go around, and of course, it's me and you on the podcast. Of course, I came over and saw your tables more than probably most. Okay. <laughs> because, well, again, I love your tables. But I gave you something to look at. Uh, yeah, exactly. Right. But it was also listening to the players. So oh. not necessarily that whole having a conversation with them. Right. But listening to them as they're playing. Okay. Uh, it was really cool to hear, like, excitement. Like, they're just having fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, and they were chit-chatting back and forth, and there was there was a little uh, competitive talk to it, but a little t- smack. And probably, yeah, probably depending on what table you were looking uh, at, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it was, everybody was there in good spirits, and they didn't shun somebody from because they're from that other game system. Oh, I, that was really cool. Yeah. Uh, and going around and seeing the other tables, and, and it was that kind of conversation from every area I went. Because I had that opportunity. I was lucky enough to be able to bounce around. Right. I'm a little jealous of that. <laughs> well, <clears throat> we did get you over to meet a couple people. A little bit. Yeah. Not as much as I would have liked. Uh, yeah. But, you know, is what it is. It is. But it, it was, the atmosphere was great. Like, overall, it, it was, people love to be there. And obviously, part of that is, Coming out of the lockdowns and everything, they're finally getting right back yeah, to it. And really, tons of energy about just getting out and being able to roll some dice with some friends. And, and the GT was a great place to do that. I agree. Yeah, I agree. It seemed like people were having a really good time. Oh yeah, yeah, no doubt. Even even the uh, bridesmaids that showed up and the firefighters that showed up, even right. they were having a good time. Okay. The ones that walked in and actually stayed all the way yeah, in. Right on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was a uh, a bridal. Show a couple doors down on I think Sunday it was yeah it was yeah. Sunday <laughs> a lot of those ladies were poking their heads in trying to figure out what was going on there was a you know a buzz and an energy in the air uh, and, yep you know <laughs> and they they're trying to put it on an event here kind of a couple months so maybe they could uh, glean a couple <laughs> bits of information from what we had going on but I don't think they really got a lot out of it it's probably not the energy they were yeah, looking probably for probably not it was definitely energy though <laughs> so cool. All right, well, why don't we bring in Neil? All right, We'd sounds good. love to talk to Neil about you know his painting and what he's got going on and, and what he was able to accomplish for our charity at the Michigan GT this year. And I think there's a hit in there about what, maybe next year? Yeah, a little we'll bit. A little bit. Maybe he's got something to, <laughs> to reveal. A little something, nothing major. So, All right. All right, we'll be right back, and we'll be bringing in Neil. At Monument Hobbies, our goal is to provide the highest quality hobby supplies at the best value to artists everywhere. Everything we manufacture is created with the miniature artist in mind. 
We build, paint, and play on a daily basis, so we know what works best and try to make sure all our products meet particular hobby needs. Check us out at MonumentHobbies.com. Welcome back, everyone. Here we are joining this segment by Neil Duffy from Impending Duff Miniature Painting, I guess. Well, what, is, what exactly is your, your company there, Neil? My legal name is a mouthful. It's uh, Impending Duff Gaming Services, All right. LLC. Okay, well, that is a mouthful. You're right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, Neil was gracious enough to supply the miniatures and the painting of one of the grand prizes for the charity auction, and we wanted to extend our thanks to you, Neil, for all your hard work. Absolutely. My pleasure. So why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about the project and what you liked about it and how it left you feeling at the end. Well, I did uh, roughly about a thousand points of Imperial Knights. Um, I had, I had a few knights laying around. I'm a, I'm a death guard guy. I'm a chaos guy. So I wanted to go down the road of the uh, chaos knights world. Oh. The ninth edition dropped, and apparently nights became terrible. So okay. they became back burner. I had them in my my closet, and I was like, you know what? I think I'll use this as the donate. All um, right. The folks over at Michigan Toy Soldier, they're sponsors of mine. They donated the big night to okay. the project. Nice. That was and very kind I, of them. Yeah, and then I actually had another uh, viewer of mine donate another set of the armagers. So oh, how cool is that? Yeah, it was kind of like a come together thing, and it was uh, it was really cool. I, I was really proud of kind of my viewership and my sponsors. They're just they're kick butt. Yeah, all around. that's Some really soldiers. Awesome. Oh God, they are. I mean, I love I, them so much <laughs> that I just throw money at them every time I walk in the door. <laughs> yep. Uh, Rick and Matt, yeah, they that, just do a great job over there. Yeah, that store is fantastic. I, I, can't, I, yeah. just, I can't talk about it glowingly enough. I just love nope. that place every time I go down there. Well, Yeah, so I decided to uh, to do the night. I, I figured, who doesn't like giant murder robots, essentially? Right? Yeah, yeah, so, it's pretty much a given, right? Yeah, and I'm known for my airbrushing, so I can flex a little bit on the, on the airbrush with it, and I figured you, you flex pretty hard. Uh, I, I, I thought that th those turned out very nice. They were amazing. Well, thank you. Yeah, I, I was, appreciate I was it, gentlemen. Very impressed. Extremely clean. Uh, your decal work was phenomenal. Thank you. Uh, the blues, you. the blues were just beautiful. And then I thought you contrasted it very well with uh, kind of like a red and cream. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Just, just it was tight, man. I, I really liked it. It was very crisp, and you know, as an imperial player. <laughs> I could really appreciate the crispness of the look that you had going on. I was I was really impressed. Well, I appreciate it. That means a lot to me. And, it was it was um, fun to watch all the people stop by and watch him, look at him, and just kind of stare at him. And it's like, yeah, those things are gorgeous. Yeah, they're gorgeous for <laughs> I, sure. I I was very flattered by the fact that so many people actually like seek me out while I was playing in the tournaments and and came up and gave me accolades for it. I've, you know, I'm a, I'm a streamer. I, I make content. So there is a degree of me that enjoys the, the acknowledgement, but I never expect when I'm at an event or anything, I don't expect people to know who I am, right. much less figure my work and then come find me in the uh, event. So it was very flattering. And I really appreciate the support from everybody oh. who came up to me at the event. That that is super cool, you know. And the young man who won won the award was Nathan Whittleparks, who's actually a local player to the Lansing area. 
And he was just absolutely thrilled to win that prize. You know, he's a, yeah. a younger guy. He doesn't, you know, have a, a high paying job or anything. And it's just kind of, he throws every penny he has into this hobby uh, just because he loves it so much. And it's just so cool that he was able to walk away with a, you know, incredibly well painted supplement to his Imperial Guard because he's a big time Imperial Guard player. And, and that's uh, the guy I was playing in the tournament that round that he won it. I think it was the final round on Sunday. And the guy I was playing, he he knew the kid. He's oh, like, you have no idea how much that kid could actually use that. Right. That couldn't oh, have gone to better. a better winner. Yeah. So, yeah, the stars kind of aligned for him that day, which is pretty, pretty really cool. Yeah, that's just – I couldn't have asked for a better outcome. That's that's who you want to win it. It's so much better than somebody winning it, appreciating it, but throwing it in a cabinet because they don't play nights. Oh, absolutely correct. Yeah. And, yeah, actually, if I would have won that, I would have been, okay, playing nights now. <laughs> playing nights. <laughs> Inspired. Well, cool. Um, so, you know, if you're interested, and I don't know, I want to put you on the spot or anything, but we'd love to have you back next year to, you know, do a repeat. Oh, absolutely. I, not to sound arrogant, but I already intended and planned on it. Oh, I, fantastic. I'm very happy that you are happy and willing to have me back. Oh, I definitely yeah, want to be a part of it. We'd love it. You know, and uh, either we can either continue to do like a GW style project or we can branch out into another game system. Uh, completely oh, up sure. to you. You know, we, we definitely, you know, want to pick things that um, a large number of attendees would be interested in yeah. walking away with, right? You know, because we gotta, we got to have them pumped up to walk away with with whatever the prize is. Um, but you know, with I know I'm, I don't know if you caught some of the stuff that uh, Eric Gibbs over at TBD did for us with the, the demons. I did; those demons were sick. Yeah, he did a really good job, and most of those we three D printed in house for him to paint. Mm-hmm. So if we can find a project that would line up you know, with our game systems and something that you'd be interested in doing, we could probably get something like that in your hands and by all means. really watch you go to town. I think that'd be that'd pretty be awesome. awesome. And, yeah. And to have a couple of months to do it, you know, right. I gave myself two months thinking, yeah, I can bust out uh, five nights yeah, essentially right. in two months. Yeah. I got half of what I actually wanted to do done. So last words, having right? time to, yeah. yeah, having time to actually get to work and right. do it will, will be a big thing, but, I've got a busy summer with a ton of events, so it's gonna, you know, I may start cranking away at this in the in the dead of winter. Right. That's that's my goal. Started. So my goal is to to get something in both your and Eric's hands uh, by about the first of the year, so that you right guys up. can have a ton of time to get to work on this, you know. And then when you come back and tell me that you're slammed at the last second, it's totally on you, and that's nothing to do with me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with conventions coming back and. Thank God they're back. Right. I'll tell you, that's, you know, a big part of my income as a full-time artist is teaching at these oh, conventions. Oh, a- absolutely. So when they start rolling around, I- I've got one next week. I'm actually painting right now for the painting competition. And I I got to drive down to St. Louis next week to teach a bunch of classes. But oh, that's that, awesome. You know, Gen Con starts rolling around, Adepticon, all these different cons that I do. Right. Time gets tight. Yeah, time is definitely will we'll get tight. So what what event are you at next weekend? Uh, it's called Warfare Weekend. It's okay. down in St. Louis. Right. Um, from what I understand, they focus more so, or it was, I'm not quite sure, um, uh, War Hordes or War Machine or whatever it's called from oh. Privateer Press. Right. It's more of that event, but it was taken over by the, um, I think it's called More Than Dice podcast. 
Okay. It's um, uh, the guy's name is Gonzo, okay. and right. he bought it. I'd say about three years ago. Hmm. So 2019 would have been the first year that okay. he owned it, and he's trying to make it more of a broad thing. So there's like All there's right. a Sigma event, there's a there's a 40k event, there's Conquest. They, it, but it's it's a small con. It's not okay. very big yet. So he's, so he's working on it. Yeah, so myself, Lynn Stahl, Nestor Medina, Eric Swinson, um, Rainer72. There's a few of us that are going down there and teaching classes. All right. How many guys? You awesome. guys how many do you have signed up for your class? Um, it's it's skinny. From what I understand, there's maybe a thousand people that attend this convention. That's not so, bad, though. That's still a decent well, number. I mean, it's not. It's not bad at all. I'm looking forward to checking it out because you know I'm used to doing. Adeptcon and GenCon. Right, which are You You huge. both have been to both, yep. I assume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, well, yeah Adeptcon, at least, yeah. Well, Gen, <laughs> yeah. GenCon's ridiculous. I mean, you can't oh, compare anything to that. I mean, geez, oh, Pete's. I mean, getting... it, it, should be, it should be one of the new wonders of the world, in my opinion. Right. <laughs> I mean, they're getting tens of thousands of people down there. I mean, that's, there's just nothing that compares to that. I've been there three times now, and I, I still have not seen half of it. Oh, I believe that. I've only seen the entrance. That was enough <laughs> for me. Okay. It's yeah. impressive. If you it ever is. get the chance to go, go. Yeah. It's worth going to <clears> at least <throat> once. Yeah. And Linstall is absolutely killing it with the miniature painting stuff there now. Oh, really? It's, it's becoming a destination. Oh. There were some big names that were signed up for 2020 that were supposed to fly in from overseas and do classes and appearances and stuff but okay. of course we all know what happened right. there didn't really happen but sure yeah lynn is uh, i i feel like lynn does not get the uh acknowledgement that she deserves for any of what she does honestly but she is taking gen con well over the edge wow as far as the painting side is concerned right yeah okay absolutely gotcha well hey you know you, you artists i mean you guys do incredible stuff i mean you, guys, well, thank you. you blow me away. I try. I, I try hard, but, you know, <laughs> you guys are next level. <laughs> I'm just a rookie. Well, I, I tell my students every brush stroke is a step towards the right direction. So oh, keep painting it. yeah, totally true. Totally true. And, you know, if I look at where I am today versus where I was when I first started this hobby, I mean, I'm light years yep. ahead of where I was, right? You know? Right. But, you know, and, you know, for me, too, I'm a – I – struggle with quality versus uh quantity right you know i'm trying to put out armies i'm not trying to put out competition models yeah and you know yeah. i still hold myself to a pretty high standard for what i what, well sure like tabletop I mean, we take and pride stuff. in our stuff right but you know i could do drastically better but then i'd never finish a project and yeah i feel that in my core i feel that but like what I tell people all the time, they're like, how can you stress so much about just the army that you play? I play Necros. And people are like, why do you stress so much about every little thing? Like, you're painting warriors. Who cares? And I'm like, but you don't understand. This is how I make my living. Right. If I put a fast-painted kind of ho-hum army on the table, right. the person across from me is going to go, this dude is supposed to be a professional painter right. that I'm right. supposed to paint, pay to teach me how to paint better. Right. It doesn't so reflect well on you, right? Yeah. Out, Right, it's like a calling card. Yeah, so I've yeah. got to, I've got to push, and yeah, that's a good I'm point. trying to give myself the leeway in a lot of projects recently. Like I've been doing a, a Death Watch kill team, and I'm kind of giving myself a little bit more leeway to just 
crank it out instead of going hard in the paint, so to speak. Right. And making everything as as good as I can. So yeah, that's something I really am trying to break myself of. Right, and that, that's a great goal. And you know, and like like I was saying just a second ago, you know, there's a big difference between being a competitive, you know, painting a model for competition versus putting an army on a ta- on the table, right? Oh yeah. I mean, you can have an army, you know, that looks really good, but it isn't going to come close to winning a painting competition on a right. one by one model basis. Sure. But when you put the whole thing on the table from three feet away, it looks amazing. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so it's it's a fine line, right? Okay, mm-hmm. I got a fanboy real quick because I just realized who we were talking to. Um, <laughs> I've been following you a while on Twitch, and you're one of the ones that I watch when I paint. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate that. <laughs> That's awesome. Because I was looking so up your you information. Up to... death metal. You put up with the death metal and, oh, yeah. the, uh, and the, the strong adult language at times. Yeah, that's why I do it downstairs while my family's upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a kid out in uh, California, his father, and he watched me. And the father is an older gentleman, and the, the son, I think, just turned 10. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and every time his dad talks to me about his son said this about me or his son said this about my show. And I'm like, why are you letting your kid watch? Me? <laughs> I, I stream at 8 PM at night and right. I put mature audiences for a reason. And like, I'm right. not sitting here just F bomb this, F bomb that, right. but you know, I, I but they I happen in conversations. This. It's kind of like yeah, letting your 10 year old watch a South Park episode, oh, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> I talk as if I'm hanging out with friends, which I am. Right. So, you know, something might flip here or there, but it always makes me feel subconscious. And like once in a blue moon, my mother, who was essentially Mother Teresa, um, she's retired down in Florida with my dad. They're in their mid sixties. Right. And every once in a blue moon, my mom will poke her head and chat and be like, "Hi, sweetie, I'm so proud of you. You're doing great." <laughs> I just had like this big ramp with like four or five F bombs, and I'm like, I turn beet red, and I'm like, "Mom, I'm so sorry." You didn't hear anything I just said. That's hilarious. Yeah. Oh, and your mom will always love you no matter what. Yeah. Oh, she is. She's an absolute gem of a human being. Both my parents are. Oh, that's awesome. Well, hey, Neil, we're going to let you go. We got another guest to All jump right. on here in just a minute. We appreciate your time. We appreciate your efforts. And let's make sure you get a lot of progress pictures up for next year's project so everyone can follow along with what you're doing. Absolutely. Well, pictures are something I always take plenty of. So. Yeah, we love to see it. And maybe we can get you to come on a couple of times between now and the next GT oh, yeah, just definitely. to kind of give us a progress report of how things are going. Yeah, I'd love to. Anytime. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Neil, man. Have a good night. Thanks, gentlemen. Take Thank care. You. Yeah, bye. The Upkeep Games is one of Michigan's best friendly local game stores. We specialize in Magic, Warhammer, Age of Sigmar, Pokemon, hobby supplies, and more. We are dedicated to providing an inclusive, fun play space for hobbyists of all kinds in the mid-Michigan area. Check us out at the-upkeep-games.myshopify.com. All right, everyone, welcome back. Here we are with Jeremiah Grote. Uh, Jeremiah was the event organizer for the Horus Heresy event at this year's Michigan GT, and he also participated in the Adeptus Titanicus event. Jeremiah, how's it going? It's going great. Thanks for having me. Oh, very welcome. Thanks for coming on. We really appreciate you coming on and sharing with us some information on this year's event. So uh, without further ado, give us the lowdown. How was the, let's start with the Titanicus event first, because that was Friday, right? 
Yeah, we had on Friday, we had Titanicus. We had six players. A little disappointed on the, the size that we had, but um, everyone showed up, had a really great time. We I ran kind of different norm. Like I, I ran a, an actual tournament as opposed to a, um, as opposed to a narrative event, which we typically do. Oh, okay. And that's interesting. So and, how, how many rounds did you run? Uh, we did three Swiss pairing okay. uh, with six players, which right. was kind of hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> we but, ran into that same problem. Yeah. Too. Cause you can uh, keep eight for three rounds, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. But, um, yeah, we played 1750 points, which, is enough to uh, get some toys on the board, uh, but not too long. The rounds go too long. Titanic is a very involved game with lots of moving pieces. All right, so, so games can can uh, be pretty lengthy. I was just going to ask you, what about what's the normal game length for that game? Uh, um, I would say probably like two or three hours. Okay. I'm be, I'm be honest with you, and it can, right. it can even yeah ramp up even more. And it doesn't hurt that. Like hardly any of us, but we both play it like a couple of times a year. So oh, everyone's flipping through right. the rule book. Yeah, yeah. If you're not playing it on a, at a frequent clip, then it really slows things down. I I can definitely relate to that. So um, <laughs> nice looking armies. Oh yeah, beautiful. You know, Titanicus. I mean, um, let's face it, uh, Titans. Oh yeah, forty k fan. It screams paint me right. I mean, whoa. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Talk about a great not only that, project, but but Titans are you know like you know there's like the pinnacle of our nerd gaming right. model experience, right? <laughs> exactly. And not everyone can afford to uh, pick them up, so having them in a smaller scale and affordable, it's pretty fun to, to pull those toys out. You yeah, know, yeah, that is super cool, and it's one of the most appealing things about that game, right? You know, playing that massive scale, but not on a massive board. Yeah. I do want to, I've been, I've been wanting to do this for a while, but I actually want to, you ever go to a Decticon and they have full scale yes. Titanic. Those things are ridiculous. I, I want to do that really badly. <laughs> like I want to run that event. Who knows? Maybe next year at the Michigan GT we'll have like a late night Friday full scale Titanicus for people with Titans. That would be so, awesome. That, that would definitely bring in viewers too. Cause I mean, to see that. Right. It's impressive. Yeah. It's impressive. And I, you know, there's a bunch of closet people that have 40 K scale knights <laughs> sitting around as, oh, as yeah, I'm pointing well. to, <laughs> yeah, as I'm pointing to my, my miniature cabin over here. Yeah. I be... guess we could maybe allow knights, you know, I was thinking more like people who have warlords. Oh, no, you know. I, I'm, I'm actually more pointing to my warhound yeah. I have in there. Oh, okay. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. I myself have a unpainted uh, warlord sitting here oh. on my shame pile right oh. now. So, <laughs> that, uh, an unpainted warlord's a big project, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, uh, it, actually, I got to get it shipped out to get painted. Actually, so okay. But, well, you, um, you know that Dan from AFK Games has he's got a warlord painted inside his store as well. He painted it up. Oh, does he? Yeah, it's, well, it's pretty impressive. Moment. Maybe we can get him to bring it next year. For oh, I, don't, I don't think you'd have to twist his arm very hard. I think he's itching for a reason to get it out and, and play with it, to be honest. Well, that covers, uh, I think, the Titanicus event. Why don't you go more into the horse heresy discussion here, Jay? Because yeah. I'm curious so, about this. Yeah, let's hear about it. Typically, um, so we have our Michigan Horse Heresy Club, and uh, we usually do quarterly events, and then we have a final event, which is – the Michigan GT where just sort of the whole campaign wraps up, but because of COVID for this year, we didn't have any quarterly events. Oh, so that's so really sad. A, so sad. Yeah. 
But the good news is we are going to bring those back up. So if there's any horse heresy players listening, we're looking to have an event in December. So great. How can, uh, how can they find you? Just just to interrupt you here real quick. Oh no problem. We have a Facebook page. Um, I just Michigan found it. just. just yeah, just search uh, Horse Heresy Michigan. We also have a local Discord channel where it's very active and we talk a lot about it. Oh, that's cool. And because of, because of the GT and the success of the GT um, and all of us seeing each other again, it's been super active. So, so it's kind of a nice community to be a part of. Fantastic. And then where are you holding your quarterly events? I know your first one you said down is in the Detroit area. Well, we, we alternate. Uh, typically, we always have one in Lansing, uh, one in Detroit, one up in Flint, and, and the fourth one's really a toss. Okay. So, But this one uh, we're shooting to have in metro Detroit area in December. Excellent. So, Excellent. Uh, the place to, to be determined still, but Gatekeeper Games uh, over in Ferndale got a liquor license, so I think that might be a fun place to have it. That does sound like a fun place to have it. That piqued my interest. So <laughs> liquor license meaning like just beer or... I don't know. I haven't uh, been able to partake over there yet, but okay. um, well, sounds interesting. Yeah, that's for sure. That sounds awesome. You know. But anyways, and, I get. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say I was just going to get back to the overall campaign, but if you oh, have no yeah. questions, no, I'll... please. I was just going to bullshit about drinking and playing games. <laughs> well, that's what we are. I mean, right. the horse heresy community is mostly just uh, beer, and beer league. Right. Uh, exactly. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, we had uh, we had twenty six players, I think, sign up. Uh, of course, there's always a couple of no shows, so we had we ended up having 22 uh, players narrative. All right, it's uh, a, a really good time. Yeah, uh, you know, I I want to boast a little bit, um, but I do remember you guys in uh, Age of Sigmar and 40K were bragging about who had the best looking train, and I kind of piped in. I was like, yeah, wait till you see horse heresy. Right. I think we could win. I took a pick. I, I, I took I took a look. It looked really good. We had great tables, and. Yeah, I was really uh, proud, particularly of the fortress table that we put down. And if no one saw it, I did see it. We, we, we it. talked about it. Yeah, it's uh, that was really fun. I three D printed that whole fortress in like like two weeks, and uh, <laughs> my buddy Brian, uh, you know Brian, yep, and uh, and we painted it in like one evening, and it wow. turned out just absolutely gorgeous. And oh, everyone loved playing it. We made custom rules for that table. Uh, and uh, people were fighting over playing on top of it, so it was oh, really good. That's time. great. Perfect. That's great when everyone's itching, <laughs> itching to get on that table that you put a lot of uh, time and effort into, you know. And that's yeah. one of the great things about the Horace Heresy event at the GT is that it is not necessarily a competitive event; it's a story. So when you're signing up for this event, it's all about uh, pushing the story arc along. So all of the missions are tying into each other. And each round is tying into the next round, and it's affecting who's playing who and in what scenario. And you know there can be things that happened in the previous round that affect things in the next round. And you get you know the winners of round one get bonuses in round two. You know it's not necessarily designed to be an exact even fight every yeah. round. I mean there are they're pretty close to even. Sure. Uh, but you know the effects of each round give the winning side a bump in the next round. So nothing that's going to make yeah. you salty about having to play the game, but it makes it a real v- event too. Right, right. So yeah, do- no, we we run a full like Planetary Empire style campaign map, and in fact, at the GT this year, we had um, we had it digitally up on a, a projector, <laughs> which that's was awesome. pretty cool. That is awesome. Yep, and uh, certain territories on the Planetary style, you know, plan 
uh, had like bonuses they would confer. So, it, you know, you, you, you get benefits for taking certain territories and whatnot. Nice. That's, and, uh, that's super cool. Now, uh, I know in the past we've done a lot of things with like the dog tags and stuff like that for that event. Is that something that's still going on with you guys? We do still have the dog tags. Uh, we do not process them this year. Uh, believe it or not, uh, they're quite expensive. So we're probably going to have to go into collection to, to purchase new dog tags. But okay. um, it's definitely something everyone's really interested in. And um, it's something that we will be bringing back shortly. Yeah, you know, so. I wonder if, if we could get a hold of blank ones. Because if we could, we might be able to laser etch them ourselves. You know, it's not a bad idea or, you know, like some sort of printer over a sticker or something like that. You can, you can push on top of it. Not a bad idea. Yeah. Well, okay. Mental note. We'll have to look into that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about the campaign. Yeah. We had five rounds. Um, everyone this year too, um, all of the feedback was like, let's play some big games. So every game was just humongous. Um, there was two size games, 2,500 and 3,000. Great. And um, we had three alternative tables because we like to play horse heresy in every medium. We had a Battlefleet Gothic table, a Titanicus table, and a Zone Martellus table as oh, well. Oh, wow. Really? So there was a Battlefleet yep. Gothic table going on? Yes. W- was that yes, going was. all five rounds or just like one or two of the It rounds? was uh, available to anyone who wanted to play it. Unfortunately, uh, not all, most people don't know Battlefleet Gothic. Right. So yeah, that that's what I was kind of surprised. Yeah, but it was available to be to be played, and we even had some uh, fleets there for people if they wanted to give it a run. Well, you, you know uh, that's going to be re-released at some point. It has to. Well, be. one oh. could hope that was just such a fantastic game, right? Right. It, it, there's no way that that will not be remade. I bet you in the next two to three years. But uh, yeah, so that uh, you know, and uh, unfortunately. Um, Unfortunately, like none of the traders this year wanted to play any of the specialist games, and all the loyalists did. Um, <laughs> well, it's because the traders <laughs> suck. I mean, that's what it comes down to. <laughs> well, they, yeah, the traders do suck, don't they? No, yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm no. totally 100% a traitor. We're bears for life. No, <laughs> but uh, we're guard. <laughs> But uh, I, I ended up just kind of switching gears like partly through and stopped being like a loyalist versus trader event and just, um, you know, it was clear the traders had won the narrative event. Uh, they controlled like the entire map after round three. And so I started making all the, the traders fight each other. armies is why. That, like a hint of truth to it? <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, you know, uh, just sometimes that's the way it works out. So I started, uh, so I just kind of, I kind of switched gears in the middle of it. Um, and I was like, all right, the traders won. Now you guys are all fighting over the spoils war. So the traders fought each other and the loyalists all got to go play their specialist games that they, they didn't get an opportunity to. So, okay. So everyone was <laughs> happy, right? And everyone, I, I hope everyone was happy. And there's yeah. just absolutely a lot of chatter going on right now in the horse heresy. And, you know, there, there might be some really huge news this Saturday, uh, you know, about the horse heresy that they're releasing. We might, we might have a new edition coming out, which is kind of the rumor mill. Yeah. So. If, if, you, if a new edition came out and they updated those rules, uh, you might draw me back in. I got to be honest. 
I, I, you know, it's, it's a really mixed bag. There's a lot of people that are like really firmly entrenched in seventh, but I think something new to spice it up would be really nice. And yeah. you know, eighth and ninth edition has some nice solid roles right. and in the confines of the horse heresy, yes. like limited army that's, composition, that's exactly I it. think it'd be really right. good. If you had ninth edition 40 K rules with the limitations of horse heresy, it's, it'd be an amazing game. Just, just like it, it was in seventh. Right. You know, in, in my opinion, at least. So we're gonna have to we're gonna have to trade off, and you're gonna have to teach me some heresy while I teach you some dead zone. Oh yeah, I would absolutely love to do that. I have um, I got way too many heresy armies and way too many dead zone armies. So you did. You don't have too many dead zone armies. Trust me. <laughs> I think I have them. I think I have them all. So. Well, do you have Mazon Labs? What's that? Do you have Mazon Labs? Maze on Lab? No, I don't know what that one is. Well, so I there guess you I go. Don't have them all. <laughs> is that one of the new fashions? Um, yeah, that came out last, uh, well, two years ago with uh, Star Saga, became uh, Maze oh, on okay. Labs and Dead Zone. Yeah, no, yeah we'll Dead have to a... we'll have to switch up. You teach me some heresy, uh, that... and I'll teach you Dead Zone. I'd love to. That'd be a really great time. So, but uh, yeah. Um, what else can I say? Uh, Harris Heresy is great. We love it. Uh, I always feel like we always have a really good time. And uh, I'd really like to see more people, if they're interested in it, you know, hit me up on Facebook. Okay. Yeah, so, great. Yeah. We'll definitely get that out. Yeah. yeah definitely look look you up on Facebook. That's Jeremiah Grote uh, if you want to track him down on Facebook. So, you know, now, now that this GT is over, you know, now we're heading into basically the next season for the Harris, Horse Heresy Michigan group. So the next Michigan GT coming up next October will be the finale of next year's campaign. So oh, do you okay. guys have any any ideas of what the 2022 campaign is going to be about? Um, we, we don't yet. We, um, you guys, if anybody's not aware, we, we, we got this guy that's really talented at writing fluff. His name is James Kelly. You guys probably met him before. And, uh, well, he does some really good, like, fluff narrative pieces for our campaigns. Like, I'm talking, like, pages and pages oh. of, like, 30K style literature. Oh, and cool. he wrote some really nice fluff for this year. Um, and uh, and he's in the process of doing something for next year. And I, I personally don't don't know the details of that yet. But uh, all that stuff is still being brainstormed at the moment. Okay. Do you guys post that fluff on the Discord or the Facebook group? We sure do. Awesome. Yep. So we take narrative to the next level. Yeah, that's all. And that's what Horse Heresy is supposed to be all about, right? It's all about narrative gaming. It's about you know the historical gaming of the 40k universe. Sure. It's basically, what it's about. In fact, this year at the GT, we introduced a thing called Quest. So it was like little side missions that you could pick up. The players could pick up and they could turn it in for rewards like relics and, and psychana objects. That's a, cool That's a very cool concept. I like that. Yeah. Or it, you could turn it in for victory points as well. Oh. Um, so okay. it, it, it kind of like made it like if it, it kind of like if you're, if you're, if your side was losing, you could turn in these like quests in for points. So you had a, so it like gave the players a choice, like, do I help myself out? Right. You know, sweet relic, or yeah, do I they, help my faction you out? You know the trailer huh. players all cast him in for relics. <laughs> <laughs> they probably did. Yeah, you know they did. 
I, you know, it was funny. I think it was like around two or three. I was just um, watching these trader players kind of steamroll every opponent. So I just, I had a bunch of super heavies out in my, in my vehicle and I just started bringing them back into the campaign hall and just started dropping them on tables everywhere. I think I dropped, uh, I, I think four tolls super heavies on yeah. various tables <laughs> and none of them made a difference unfortunately oh, that's how strong our traders were wow, this year oh yeah <clears throat> i call them bullies i think <clears throat> Jeez, oh, yeah so but uh yeah, yeah it's just sort of the stuff that we do in the narrative world uh you know i mean and no one can really get upset or mad about it you know because you're just like an element to it, you know. Right, you're or just there. To have fun. Yeah, you're there having fun, having a good time, and celebrating your hobby. Right. I mean, all those guys yeah. work hard all year round to put some really nice looking armies on the table and to just share and what they've been working on, you know, for the whole last year. We had uh, just absolutely beautiful armies this year uh, on display, and anybody can go to the Michigan GT or the Michigan Horse Heresy Group and you can see the photos. Uh, we got a huge photo dumps that oh, we took from the event. I'd love to all the tables I'd love to get and armies. To put them up on the actual GT on site GT too, site, if you don't yeah. mind. Okay, yeah, no problem. So um, who won best appearance? Uh, best appearance was gosh, I'm trying to think of his last name. Um, Matt DeMay. Matt DeMay won best appearance. Uh, Matt has won best appearance, I think, two of the last three years. Oh, wow. He's just an excellent painter in the style of, like, Matt Kane, which is, if anybody's familiar, Matt Kane is, like, the, the painter that did all the um, Horse Heresy book miniature painting. So right. it's got really a dark, gritty feel right. to it. Kind of, yeah. yeah like a realism look, right? Like it's been on the battlefield, you know, and, and exactly war torn kind of effects. And Matt brought a whole entirely new army this year. So oh. it's not like he's winning every year with the same, same army. Thing. What did he have? Well, this year he had a iron hands army with a mechanicum ally. Oh, and it was nice. very beautiful. Not only was it very beautiful. Uh, Matt was actually exceptionally skilled playing it too. So, but which he, was pretty cool. But he played loyalist, right? Yeah, he he did. All right, all right. <laughs> excellent. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but like in our campaign that we had, um, we judge like over. We had like six awards that we ended up passing out. Um, you got best general for each side, um, best sportsman, and, and and best of show, basically. Right. But the best general is scored off of three different principles. Uh, your sportsman score, which is dictated by your opponents, um, your appearance of your, your army, and then your actual game. And so the game scores only account for like a half of your total points. Awesome. And your appearance of, sworn, your appearance of sportsmanship account for the other half. So right. you, you have to be a well-rounded uh, player with some really good um, you know, painting to, to even be considered really for, you know, the best general award. Awesome. And even, way to do it. even, yeah. And even with that, like, like criteria, um, each, each faction had many people within like, like several points of each other. So we got like a really good group of people that really put a good effort into everything. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Did you have a lot of yeah. the uh, Indiana guys come up for the event. 
Yeah, we, yeah, actually it's kind of been a tradition. Um, we get a lot of uh, Indiana and Illinois people now. In oh. fact, over half, over half of our horse heresy players are from out of state now. That's, that's cool that people are traveling up. I mean, I know the Indiana crew in the past has come heavy. Um, good to see them still coming up. Have you, have you been down to any of their events down, uh, down by Indianapolis? Uh, no, I mean, it's definitely on my bucket list. Oh, of yeah, things to you, do. you got to do it, man. The Battle Barn, Ryan's place down there is a sweet place to play some heresy for sure. If yeah, anyone listening uh, has a chance oh, yeah. to get down there, definitely take advantage. They put on a good show. Like I said, it's on my to do list. Uh, you know, life just sort of gets in the way, which is one of the wonderful things about playing horse heresy is the game suddenly changes. So you right. can be a hobbyist of that and not feel like you're falling behind, oh. which is wonderful. Yeah, definitely true. So. For sure. Well, cool. Jeremiah, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for sharing yeah, pleasure. the facts of your event and also make sure that you share, you know, with the GT community, uh, all the future comings and goings of the horse heresy group. I'm sure people would like to yeah, follow definitely. what's going on. And maybe if people are interested in, in what do they call that? Uh, 30 Curious, I think is what they call curious. it. 30 Curious. <laughs> if, if you're interested in, uh, in, in yeah, dipping your toes in the 30K realm, you know, the Horse Heresy Michigan group is a great uh, group to reach out to and contact and uh, start, you know, heading down that, that path. Well, yeah, awesome. The community is worth that, you know, for sure. And uh, we have a great community. Yeah, it's a great and, group of guys. Uh, I, can, I can vouch for that. For very now. welcoming. We definitely love to see more people, so. Awesome. Well, thanks, Jeremiah. Have a great night. Thanks. Have a good one. Yeah. Yeah, you too. Goodbye. Hey, Rick. Yes? What time is this? It's hobby time. Hobby time. What Yours you is kind of low-key on the hobby time. Mine's kind of energetic. Uh, oh. It's a, I'm, I'm tired. You're tired, and I know why, because I had Dead Zone 3rd Edition release. <laughs> yeah, that's some serious hobby time for uh, you. Yeah. This is like your wheelhouse hobby time. Yes. Uh, we got to do uh, two demo days for uh, Dead Zone 3rd Edition, which officially released on Monday. Just this past Monday? Yeah, this past Monday, the 25th, was the right. release date, so it started so shipping. You've done two, or you're about to do two? I've done two. Okay. Uh, I did one at Evolution Games here in Lansing right. on Thursday, nice. and then Friday, we went out to Out of the Box Games in Grand Rapids. So the Friday before it was released? Yep. Oh, a little, pre, a little pre-release. Yeah, a little pre-party. <laughs> All right, and where was that? Uh, out of the Box Games in Grand Rapids. In Grand, I've never been to Out of the Box Games. So it was a puzzle store. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, like, I was super surprised. So we walked in, and there's, there's like thousands of puzzles in this store. And do they do board games and stuff too? Oh yeah. Oh okay. Yeah, and it, we'll get there because it like there was Legos and there was the mobile okay toys yeah, like and, the Duplo or yeah Duplo okay, the giant, yeah the giant bricks for little kids. And there was those. There was a whole section on the like little. Science experiment things that you can do. So it's kind of like a high end toy shop. Yeah. Okay. But then as I walked around and I'm, I, I get to the Legos and of course I get sidetracked with Legos because Legos are cool. Legos are awesome. <laughs> but as I'm walking around, it, all of a sudden, like there's an archway, and it goes into this big back gaming room that's full of board games. Wow. Uh, a ton of board games. Uh, not a lot of miniature stuff. Okay. Like, in fact, there was zero games workshop. But there was 
a ton of D and D. All like right. everywhere. Right. Uh a lot. Like they probably had three or four hundred board games in there. Wow. Yeah, like wall to wall board games. And they had well that night when we did it, there was two D D games going on. Okay. Um so, so they had one, two, three, four, five, six gaming tables, like six by four gaming tables. Really? And then one gaming table behind doors. Like a private room? Like a private, yeah. Uh, and like... Sounds like a big store. It, it doesn't look like it. Okay. When you pull up, it's really small, and it's like, okay, this is going to be an interesting place to and, do a demo. And where in Grand Rapids was this? Uh, it's Wyoming area. Okay, so not like, in, yeah, in not Grand Rapids, in Grand Rapids, Rapids but, but the, yeah. the greater Grand Rapids area. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's like the west side of Wyoming. Okay. I mean, I'm not great with directions. Sure. But, it was about an hour and ten minutes to get over there. That's not too bad. Nope. Uh, had a lot of fun playing Dead Zone there. Right. Um, actually had... So do they carry Mantic products? No. Okay. So no. how did this get lined up then? So one of the people on my uh, Mantic community Facebook group, Michigan Mantic community. Yep. Uh, obviously, we talk about all the Mantic products, not just Dead Zone. But sure. it's mostly Dead Zone because... Fair. That's <laughs> me. Your, that's your jam. Yep. <laughs> Uh, one of the guys there reached out to me and said, hey, would you be willing to do a demo in Grand Rapids? Because everything's out of uh, Evolution Games here in Lansing. Yeah. That's my home store. Right. Because it's, well, 10 minutes from my house. Please and, come out my way is what he's saying. And three minutes from my work, my job. Um, but, yeah, so I called. He I asked him what store he wanted me to do it at. and He gave me the store. I gave him a call, and I talked to the owner for a bit. He was like, yeah, come on out. I was like, all right. So I showed up, and... They're like, you can grab any one of the open tables and set up your stuff. And if you need anything, let me know. And they, okay. they were really nice. Nice. Um, really nice bathrooms. Did they? Like, oh. no, like, seriously, like, hotel-style bathrooms. Well, that's, that's like, a, I'm that's like, a good sign of a quality This is not a gaming right store. Right <laughs> um, it, they had a little bit of pop and soda and some snacks, All right. including ice cream, which was kind of fun. Cool. But yeah, we set up and did, we played. Did you have a good turnout? Uh, yeah. So there, I had I had four people show up. Okay. Um, to learn the game, and then of course I had a couple of people that came and observed and watched and asked questions about it. All and right. So that happens a lot when I'm doing so demos. Do you think those were people just like wandering, browsing the store, saw you in there, and interest was peaked, or do you think they came in? So I think I think the majority of them were already there to see you. Uh, the majority of them were already there. Okay, so browsers. Um, yeah, they were in those intermissions in their D and uh, D games. Ah, okay. So they had a chance to come over and talk to me about the game and whatnot. Right. Uh, they really liked the models. They liked the scenery. Uh, the couple guys that played loved how quick the game is. Because <laughs> Dead Zone takes half an hour, forty five minutes to play. All right. Uh, depending on what size game you play. Right. It's definitely a skirmish level yes. game. Yeah. I mean, it's played on a two by two. Yep. <laughs> it right. is definitely skirmish. Right. Uh, but yeah, we had a f- lot of fun with that. And then afterwards, I went over and checked out Games on the Wharf. Gamers Wharf. Gamers Wharf. Yes. Yeah, I was I was shocked by that store. Oh, really? I haven't been in there either. Um. Yeah, it was it was pretty intense because you walk in there and it's just aisle after aisle after aisle. Now it's small. Uh huh. But the aisles are really tight and they're packed. Packed with product. Yeah, like on on the right, left side wall, it was it was essentially board games all the, the length of the building. Okay. 
But as you went in the middle, it was three rows of 40K and Age of Sigmar. Nice. Uh, completely packed. And they had a lot of the old, uh, the older metal individuals, like a whole wall of it. Of, of the old, old pewter yeah. stuff. Yeah. Mixed white gold, you know, white, whatever white it was. Yeah. Or whatever they kind of, yeah. Um, and they had a whole section on uh, role playing books and everything in the back. They did have some magic product in there that right. was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know that. <laughs> Very cool. And of course, they had a lot of magic in there as well, but they also had a whole display shelf of just older gaming stuff. They had a second edition uh, 40K starter box in there. Okay. What were they asking for it? They not priced. Oh. This is making. Was it for sale or just as these, a. Like, so these shelves out. were check this out, but. If an offer is made kind of thing. Okay. Uh, because there was a, my buddy that went down there with me, he's a really big Alien fan. Mm -hmm. And there was the Aliens role-playing book that came out in like 86, 87. Didn't even know um, that existed. Yeah, it's, he's never seen it in the wild. Okay, because <laughs> I was, and I mean, that's like my role-playing wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right, I mean, that's. <laughs> Oh, maybe just slightly past it. Maybe 88 was when I was like... 87, 88 was when I was introduced to the Red Box. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I would have been in the 86 range on the Red Box. Yeah. Yeah, that works out right. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it. and he, re he really thought about making an offer on oh. that. It's like a $120, $130 book now. Yeah. But who are you going to play with? I, I mean, yeah. I but guess for some of us, item, I mean, it's I a guess. collector's piece. Yeah, sure. But it was kind of cool to see that kind of stuff in right. a store. Like the second edition 40K, I, I couldn't pay anything really for that. <laughs> I mean, granted, I still have the books and stuff, but sure, the models are horrible. Uh, yeah. You know, the rules aren't good. <laughs> it just, a complete nostalgic purchase is all that would be. Well, sometimes those are worth it. Yeah, sometimes. Not for me. No, but. not for me either. I, you know, way of, many other things I'd rather spend my money. Yes. On. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see. Did I do anything else? Um, I so I started my 40k project with my Mantic models. Actually. Oh, where are you at with that? So I just finished doing my chaplain and uh, one unit of incursors. I think that's what they're called. The more the melee. Kind of, I'm going the Blood Angel route they, with them. They've really done a poor job of naming all these new units. They the names really Intercessor, Incursor. It was inner way something. easier when it was a tactical squad and an assault squad <laughs> instead of just making up these freaking words, you know, to make it copyrightable or whatever they're doing now. But I hear you. Yeah, it's assault squad and regular enforcer in Dead Zone. It's a right. I like that. Yes. It's, <laughs> Let's be descriptive with our names, right? Yeah. It makes it a lot easier. Um, but yeah, I started on that project. It's been kind of yeah, fun. That big model over there is going to terminate you. <laughs> oh, is that a Terminator? Yes. Yeah. Well, it, will, look at it, that. Will, it will terminate you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's, I, I mean, that's pretty much the extent of my hobby. Okay. So you got the chaplain done. Yes. And then what else? Um, so I got one unit of incursors done or the assault guys. Right. Um, so... So the enforcers for Mantic for Dead Zone, they don't have backpacks. Um, so that was something that I had to figure out. So conveniently... You really didn't. I mean, it's not like the backpack on the model does anything. No, it doesn't, but it's I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of that aesthetic. 40K it's look. It's aesthetic, yeah, for um, sure. Well, what I figured out was GCPS, 
which is kind of just your regular army dudes in dead zone. Okay. They have backpacks. So I was able to actually take those backpacks and put them on the enforcers, and it actually didn't look too bad. All right. So it, it still gives that more 40K style look, but it's still 100% Mantic for me. Very cool. And, uh, yeah, I got a few more things to play with, uh, get my jet bikes built up for it. and uh, So how many points are you look, looking to put together? So actually, so I got another buddy that's doing the same thing. All right. Uh, but he's going chaos. So, But he's... He's doing a little bit of Enforcers, a little bit of Forge Fathers, and a little bit of Plague to make this serious chaos right. look. And so we're going to go 500 points to start. Okay. Uh, and then work our way up. So uh, the uh, the plan is to work up to 2,000 points. So you're, you're looking at a full scale yes. 40K army. Yep. All right. Yeah, and I got multiple tanks for it. And oh, should be an interesting journey. It's going to be... A, it's more the hobby. Right. It's more the fun of can I do this? <laughs> well, you definitely can do it. Yes, you, you can. Know, and, uh, but it's also that whole can I right. do it and make it look. Well, you got to do a good job with your conversions. Yes. That's going to be the key. Yep. Because uh, whatever you're doing out of these manic miniatures, you need to make them represent the Games Workshop version as Correct. well as possible. Yeah. If you're looking to play against like a random person, right? Yep. If you're, oh, yeah. So take it into a game store. If you're to on a Friday night looking for a game of 40K, you want to be able to put this army on the table and yep. say, this is my Space Marine army, and these are intercessors, and these are incursors, yep. this is the Storm Raven, and then yeah, and exactly. not have them go, really. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know. Uh, and yeah, and, it, and obviously there's going to be some players that I'll never be able to play this army with. Right. Because they're... Anal. Yeah. Yeah. That's a nice way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, or just can't get over the fact that these aren't... <coughs> You I know. didn't pay that much money for them. <laughs> yeah, I guess some people care I, about that part. They do. Most, people, really most people just want it to be. They want the models to be the, the game that you're playing. Right. They you're want, representing they, that. They want, it to, yeah. they want to recognize it. Yep. Um, and I think between the conversions I'm doing in the paint scheme is really going to make that fit. Okay. So it'll be recognizable that this is a 40K army. Right. And you said you're doing Blood Angels. Yep, I'm doing Blood now, Angels. are we doing, like, like Codex Blood Angels? Like, red? So, with, yeah, the red. All the markings? Um, you're going to get the, the so angel I, wings on their, on the models and stuff like that? Um, Yeah. I, so, actually, what I'm trying to find is, so, in Kings of War, they have the Aloi that are uh, flying angel-like uh, characters. Uh, I'm gonna try and get some wings from them so I can do some of the winged angel All right. models. Yeah, the sanguinary guard. Yeah, yeah, that's the ones. Yep. Uh, and then I got to try to find some. Uh, See, hey, it, it was very descriptive. You notice that? Yeah, they're blood angels, sanguine, <laughs> sanguinary, and they protect things or the guard. Sanguinary yeah. guard makes sense. Simple, right? I can remember that because <laughs> it's a descriptive name. It really is. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, uh, and then I got to find the. Um, the detail, the decals, or whatever they're called, decals. Yeah, uh, I, I got you back. I've never used I them got, before. I got more than I could ever use. So. Sweet. <laughs> I'll, I'll hook you up. Awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what I've got going on my plate, and that'll Very be cool. that'll be a while that I'm working on that. <laughs> well, it sounds like it. If you you know you're just scratching, even yeah, just scratching points. the surface because it, it's it's kind of one of those hobbies that's like I'm going to take my time with this and just have some fun with it. Uh, right, because if a buddy really wants to play some 40k with me, I have my sisters. 
Sure. Um, and Speak, it, speaking of sisters, yeah. Have you seen the new Kill Team box coming out? Yeah. The sisters in there are freaking sweet. They are, and I really wish I could buy half that box because I don't want anything else in there. You're exactly correct. Actually, I just volume is just a third of the box because you don't care about the terrain either. I, that's true. Right. <laughs> and so a third of the box. That's all I want is a right, third of that box. Right. Yes, yeah, I, I'm hoping someday they'll release those individually. That um, would be great. <laughs> um, they've been doing this a lot lately. Yeah. Um, my buddy JT is playing the new um, the new Cruel Boys okay. for Sigmar, the, yeah. the new orc. Yeah. Swamp orcs. Swamp orcs. All yeah. right. Yeah, they're the new line of orcs. You okay. Know, you can play them with the traditional orcs, but sure. you know, you can play the sub faction in the book of just the cruel boy. Yeah. And so uh he has liked the, the rules in there for the war band that's come out in in the new um Warhammer Underworlds. Okay. Game. You know how they have those little Yeah. I don't know if you know much about it. So I've seen it's a it's basically like a, a board game with miniatures and you basically have like your team. Yeah, you have a small team, and it's then you a have small like a team deck, and, right? And it's a set, yeah, and it's yeah. a set team. So like, oh, okay. So that makes if it. If I'm easy. playing the Cruel Boy team, you get the five or six models or yeah. whatever's on the team. And if you have the Skaven team, they have nine models in that one because they suck more. <laughs> and if you go to like the Stormcast <laughs> team, they have three models because they're tanky and more badass. Yeah. But you just buy the little blister box, and it's your whole team. Okay. And you never add to it or nothing. Yeah, you know, but you can play that in age. All sort of, of all of the stuff that they release in Underworlds okay. has rules for it for Age okay. of Sigmar, and so I don't know how many sets they have out. They probably have like fifteen or twenty of these yeah, little they war have bands. Quite a few. All but like one or two are horrible <laughs> in Age of Sigmar. I've heard that too. <laughs> yeah, um, but he was looking at the rules for these cruel boys. He goes. These guys might have a little bit of play. All right. He goes, so I want to I wanna order them, you know. Sure. And then he goes, he texted me this week. He goes, didn't those things release? And I'm like, I think they released, but I can't find them on the website. <laughs> he goes, yeah, I can't either, you know. And, he, and then he texts me back the other day. He goes, yeah, they released them. They're in a the box new box set. set. Of course. I'm like, are you serious? He goes, yeah. So... So he's going to either have to buy the whole box set and find someone yeah. to split it with because he doesn't want the other half or, you know, wait a while and hopefully they'll release them individually. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what he's going to do, but he's got some plans. Eh. But, eh, is what it is. But yeah. I was just, my point being is that GW is doing this more and more now Yeah, where, you know, you, you either got to buy a bunch of shit that you don't want to get a hold I, of what you do yeah. want. And like my buddy was going to buy the kill team with the sisters in it. Um, for the sisters and t- for the whole thing, right? But then he saw that there's no rules in it. The kill team rules that they come in the in the starter box. Nope. <laughs> so he's like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna buy the book separate from that." He's yeah. like, "No, nope, that's a dead project." Yeah, and I was a, like, "That's, that's kind of sucks, right?" I mean, if you play both armies for 40k, I guess it's a worthy purchase. Because sure, like I said, the sisters models, the are, sisters look are great, really and, good yeah, looking models. I would There's like to get them the, some, some point. of the best sisters models I've ever seen. Yeah, and, and their new stuff is great. Yes, and these are even like next level. They leveled up. Yeah, in my opinion. <laughs> no, um, no, they're they're great models, and I love to have them. But yeah, right. <laughs> and I'm just not playing enough 40k now to justify. You know, buying a bunch of stuff that I'm never going to use just yeah. to get those sisters, not going to do it. Oh yeah. <laughs> if they sold separately, I'd consider it at least. Sure. And more than likely, and eventually, months, it probably will. They'll probably drop them. Yep. And then I'll look at it then. But, um, 
my hobby progress. Yeah. I've been working on my hobby time. I've uh, assembled my starter box for Conquest. For Conquest, yep. I got all three units put together, as well as the two characters that came in the box set. And I have started painting my unit of Braves. Yep. So I've got uh, all the skin done. I finished that, <laughs> finished that last night. So I know that doesn't sound like a big accomplishment to many. I, well, I mean, you're also looking at the size of these models. I mean, it's kind of an accomplishment just on their size. Right. They're a little bit, uh, they're a little bit bigger. You know, they're, <laughs> I don't know, 10, 20% bigger than a, yeah. than a standard Sigmar model, I think. Orc of the same size. Oh yeah, maybe 10, 10, 10 to fifteen percent, probably bigger. Um, so what I did is I started out with just putting the contrast. Well, I primed them white, sure, because I was planning on using some contrast paint on the yeah. GW contrast. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, so the first thing I did after I primed them white is I did airbrushing on all my weapons. Okay, because I like to airbrush my weapons. I have a kind of a cool effect. Thing I got going you on. You do. Thank you. Uh, I'm happy with it. Yeah. I've done it for probably the last four or five armies that I've done, and I really like how it looks, so I'm just sticking with it. Um, but I do that first, so I don't have to worry about overspraying sure. all of my other paint. You yeah. know, so I knocked that out. Uh, all Everything I put together, I primed white. I did all the weapons, so that's okay. all done. And then I took the one squad of Braves now, separated it out, so I'm going to do one squad at a time sure. going forward. So I took the 12 Braves, and also I, I took the, uh, oh, I can't remember. He's a character model. He's the priest. I can't remember oh, okay. what his exact name is. Was he the one that uh, had a hard time standing up because of the weight? No, that's a banner bearer. Oh, the banner bearer. Okay. Yeah. No, this guy, is. <laughs> he's got like the, a cool like scythe dagger. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And okay. a kukri in his other hand. So he's got you know dual hand-to-hand weapons. Uh, but he is a priest as far as the game is concerned, so he casts okay. spells and all this stuff. I'm very excited to use him, actually. <laughs> so what I ended up doing is just taking the conquest, or the contrast for Conquest, a lot of con. <laughs> uh, the contrast paint, the GW contrast paint, I took Orc Flash because I decided to yep. go with a traditional green, green skin orc, for yep. the Orcs, and I slapped you know, a pretty generous coat of the, the contrast green sure. on there. And I was very happy with the musculature of that. That the contrast is mobs. really good at doing that for the oh, muscles on all kinds of different models. It really is. Yeah. yeah. The more the more texture to your model, the better. The better it is yep. for the contrast paint. So if you're like doing a Space Marine, I don't recommend oh, no. contrast at all. It's way too many flat or smooth panels. No, nope, do the layers. Right. You got to do. That's the best. You're gonna get the best results by not doing contrast. Yeah. On a Space Marine. I think with something that has a lot of flesh or like scales, yeah, you know, or you know, skin, and not not it's skin just like, like it's like the large areas that are flat. Stay that away. You don't want. No, stay away. Yeah, right. So these orcs for the contrast have a they're very bulky. <laughs> they're beefy. They're, they're beefy. <laughs> And as I was finishing them up, putting the contrast on there, it, you know, it collected into the, you know, the recesses of the muscles very yep, well. So it gave it a little bit of darker gave color it some there. Really yep. good definition. I, w- I was happy with how the definition turned out. Right on. But when I was looking at the models and sitting there lined up, I'm like, yeah, these kind of look like 12 Hulks. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, they're like super buff. And green. Uh, yeah. 
Right. And I'm like, okay, you know, it looks okay, but I, I got to do more yeah. with the skin. Oh, yeah. Just, there's just too much going on. It doesn't look anywhere near as good as it could. Could. Yeah, sure. So, like I said, I did that a couple nights ago. Last night, I said, you know what, I'm going to... I'm going to try to do more with the skin. I, 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 I got to do better. Yep. And so I ended up uh, whipping out some uh, Vallejo Elf Flesh. Okay. Uh, so it's a, like a, l- a very light skin tone. And then I took a couple of drops of the, con- the contrast Orc Flesh and added it to the Elf Flesh, which gave me a green tint to the Elf Flesh. Yeah. So yeah. a light. Basically, like yeah, a light a green, light green but... but still the shade of yeah. green that I have going on on the models. Yeah. So I was able to really pick out, you know, a lot of the detail of the of the muscle. Nice. Of the facial to lines. make it pop a little bit more. It yep. made it pop a lot more actually, and I was, I put some time into it. Probably took me a couple hours, two and a half hours or something to do all the whole unit. But I don't regret it. Yeah, you know, I was, I was, I really went from thinking, "Oh, that looks okay," to "That looks good." Right on. You know, by the end of that, and oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was sitting right in front of us, and it, just the green on this one alone, it, it pops. Yeah, it, it does pop. It, it it's gonna look good. Yep. The, the rest of the way, I think I'm gonna go with a blue cloth for the army. That's okay. Gonna, they're kind of gonna be blue. Um, blue and green. All right. And then you know we'll throw a bunch of leather on there too, sure. and stuff like that. And I think they're gonna look sharp. So are you gonna are you gonna leave your uh, conquest bases blank, or are you gonna spruce them up? I don't do blank. <laughs> um, actually, what I'm doing is I, I, through many hours of scouring the internet, uh-huh. I have found one 3D printing place that has a couple. Actually, they have one, and they're about to release a second <laughs> one. Um, conquest basing scheme. Ah, perfect. So the one that I'm that they have out that I'm going to use for this army yep. is kind of like a, uh, it's basically like a battlefield. Okay. So you, they got like chunks of armor and shields sticking out of mud, hey, you know, that kind of thing. That'll work. Uh, that'll work, exactly. So that's what I'm going to do for this okay. army. And then also he's about to release, and I'm just going to probably pick it up because it'll be either useful for me for another project on the road or a friend of mine will want me to print yeah. these out. Um, they have, uh, he's coming out with a cobblestone theme. So okay. it, it kind of looks like. Like the 100. Uh, 100 Kingdoms, 100 or, kingdoms yeah. you know, or the Dwarves so, yep. could, or the Nords. I mean, lots of people march down the road. Uh, yes, they right? do. <laughs> you know, and, uh, yeah, they're, they're actually very, it's a very cool theme. You know? Right on. And. Yeah, so he's got like the movement, you know, the 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 four the trays, yep, the as trays. well as the individual, the individual bases. base, so it all right. matches. So it all Perfect. matches, and he has underneath the tray magnetized, underneath the base magnetized. magnetized. Big fan. <laughs> I I'm just reaching into that. Uh, one of the things with doing the 40k mantic stuff is I found a, a base extension. Uh, so it drops because Man- Mantic's dead zone models are all on pretty much all of them are on 25 millimeter. Great. And you got to get, and I 32s. get up to 32 right. and I found this print that a 25 miller, it drops in perfectly. Okay. And conveniently with the Mantic bases, uh, from their older games, they never changed up their bases. So it's got a circle on the center of it on the bottom side. That is perfect for putting a magnet, magnet in. Perfect. So yeah. 
I'll go. be able to have my bases set so I can play it in both games. There you go. <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with that. Nope. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I really like having my bases magnetized. Yeah. You know, and I also use the, like, the Table War uh yeah, the Case, cases. Yeah, yeah. And which you know has the metal trays that getting away from the foam. Yeah, I've been looking at those. <laughs> yeah, um, well, for me, you know, being a big Age of Sigmar player. Oh yeah. You know, one of the things with Age of Sigmar, you know, the models are so fantastic, but they're also all freaking over the place. You know? um, <laughs> they really are. They, they really are. I mean, they're you know. Even their spell effects are all over the place. Right. You know, so there's a lot of uh, fragile spindly bits. Yeah, that, that foam doesn't really No, you'll break the crap out of your stuff if, yeah. you're, if you're foaming that. So what I, I found that a far better solution is just to have them magnetized down yep. so that they don't have that. And not to mention the foam can also cause a lot of friction on your models too, where you paint off. So the magnetized trays have been a, a nice improvement for that. Yeah. You know, long distance traveling is a little more difficult in that style. Sure. But I don't fly to many events, so <laughs> should be safe. But yeah, that's what I'm up to. I'll be awesome. Uh, Sounds good. Throwing some more, you know, work on those going forward. Hopefully, I'll have that unit wrapped up in a couple weeks. Awesome. So we'll be able to see the whole thing next next episode. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully the basics we'll too. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Uh, you know, I'm not in a hurry with this project. Yeah. So, you know, I don't have this big event coming up on the horizon that I'm you know desperately getting it painted for. Though, you know, do you know, have, they haven't put out a catalog for Depicon yet this year, have they? No, they haven't. Um, Should we see it pretty soon? Pretty soon, because Mantic is, Pat has already started talking to me about what events I'm running okay. at Adepticon. So. Well, I would love to see what is going to be offered at Adepticon. Uh, yeah. Because I honestly, I'm I'm definitely wanting to play in the AOS team oh, events sure. if I can get a team together. Yeah. But I would also wouldn't mind playing in a conquest event while I'm there. Oh well, yeah, definitely. So we'll have to see if we can get that lined up. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. Well, that's it for me. All right. Anything else for you? Nope, not All this right. time. <laughs> All right, listeners. Well, thanks for joining us for episode number five, and we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks for number six. Number six. All right. Have a great night, guys. See you guys. Uh-huh.